0: The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. OK,
1: 51551 is the text number at 21 minutes past nine. Uh, let me welcome Uno Hagan to studio and it's lovely to see you.
0: Thank you, Ryan. Good to see you we too. were
1: We were just talking the brief time we, we, we you sat down um, and I said, how are you? And then I thought, is is it the most one of the more ridiculous questions to ask somebody who's who's just been bereaved? How are you? How do you feel about that question?
0: Uh, no, I think it's the right question to ask because I think what's worse is if somebody doesn't mention uh, or refer to the fact that you've had somebody who has died. Yeah. I, th- you know. When somebody asks you how you are, Mm -hmm. uh, it gives you the opportunity. The power is with you to say if you want to open up or not, or if you want to do the real Irish thing, oh, I'm fine or I'm grand. But it does open up that possibility of saying, you know what, I'm not doing so well today.
1: It gives you a choice. Uh,
0: It gives you a choice. And I think Irish people are very good at that. We're we're open about death and we're very good at the ritual of death. Mm -hmm. We don't uh, hide away from it.
1: You, it's, you kind of alluded to to something there, Una, which was that some people don't like it at all either. You know, some people mm. don't want to know that so they could. I'm sure you've met people in the last two months since Colin died, and mm-hmm. and who have become a little awkward maybe around you, or certainly around the language of grief. Yes, rather, and, and they're not bad people. No, they just don't aren't equipped.
0: Absolutely, and what say. they don't want to do more than anything is make you upset, right? Or put their foot in it, yeah, or sound awkward. Um, But... I, I try and put people at their ease. I, I don't have any difficulty talking about Colin. I might get a bit weepy, which that's, might make people a bit uncomfortable. Well, it might make
1: them... Un- that's the way it is, It, you might, know? Might, it might make them realise that you're a human and have emotions and that's what that is all about. Uh, let me say from the get-go, I was a big fan of Colin Keane's. Uh, you know he was He's that, a great you? fan of yours. You're nice to say so, but <laughs> I... No, I, he
0: was, because I don't know whether you know. He was... Um, the head of radio uh, told him that he was to uh, keep an eye on you when you came in. <laughs> He <laughs> wouldn't be the first. <laughs> no, and he you had a meeting with you, yeah. and bought you coffee, yeah, and that's right. he came back to uh, came home. And he said Ryan Tobardi doesn't need any looking after. Him. Yeah, that's so nice.
1: Yeah, I like I was I didn't know that. But mm, I mean yeah. I know I met Carlman and he would have been a mentor of sorts actually Ooh. because he would he would have taught us how radio worked and yeah. I loved his pro we were only reminiscing recently about his his uh, the love and spoonfall I always talk oh, about. Yeah. You remember those the rock and roll programs he Fantastic. did? And they were great, but he taught us about radio and about listening yeah. and about yeah. uh, these different things. He was yeah. he worked here as a producer and a reporter and um he was uh, I found him very warm, mm-hmm. extremely affable, but also really. And this is why I was. I was at a great conversation somebody with somebody. They said, "What is it you need in life?" Mm-hmm. And we we all agreed over a pint or two. It was curiosity. Yes, if you're curious. You'll never be bored.
0: No, absolutely. And he had that. Yeah. Uh, Ed Mulhall used to be the head of news, worked yeah. with Colum for a yeah. long time as a producer. Um, after Colm died, he described him beautifully, which was a force of nature. Mm-hmm. And he was. He was endlessly curious about people. Um, he wanted to know I, I know that phrase he wanted he loved telling stories yeah he loved telling o- letting other people tell <laughs> okay. their stories yes, you know yeah, yeah. Uh, and he always thought the best pictures were on radio yeah, uh, yeah I don't know whether you remember Italia 19 yeah uh, and Colm was the producer of the summer series then with Pat Kenny and yeah. he sent he had the amazing idea of sending Nell McCafferty
1: great to idea. Italy what a great it's turning everything on its head it is yeah, absolutely yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean so left field there wasn't yeah. even a field and I remember him <laughs> coming home and saying "Look, I said yeah that's wonderful Yeah, because you know the best pictures are on radio she was a wordsmith she created wonderful pictures and, and she won a Jacobs Award for it yeah. but yeah I mean he had great curiosity about everything you know
1: In the brief time we've talked, you've you've said something twice that that really strikes a chord to me, which is, and then he came home and said. Yeah. He came home and said, your man's grand. He came home and said, Mm -hmm. Nell McCafferty. You obviously had that class of relationship. He'd work Mm -hmm. all day and you'd work all day, I should say. Mm -hmm. But you came home and oh, said
0: yeah. yes
1: <laughs> how was your yeah. isn't that the beauty of the great relationship that it you, is, that you really look forward actually, to going home to saying how was it for you yeah. and how? tell me
0: and that's the thing I miss most because yeah. uh, every now and again I think oh, I must tell Colum that and um, like we were together for 36 years and I've over the years I've watched people kind of in couples in restaurants or in yeah. pubs or whatever and they yeah. sit there they don't say a word know,
1: to each other. I, I don't understand And I'm understand thinking, it.
0: what are they there for? Yeah. Whereas we just never stopped talking. Yeah. And uh, it was a great exchange of ideas. Now, it wasn't always the easiest to work with because he had a particular idea. He grabbed an idea, mm. he ran with it, Driven. he knew what he wanted to do with yes. it. And we worked on a number of books together and I'd be trying to put the elbow <laughs> in and saying, would you not think this? Would you not think that or whatever? Uh, and if he was unmoving, Sorry, I've just hit the microphone. He was unmoving. I would say, um, God, you're very hard to work with, Colm. <laughs> and he'd said, that's not what Burt Bacharach said. <laughs> and the problem was that Burt Bacharach, when he had done an interview with him, had signed his CD saying, great to work with you, Colum. Yeah. So this was always a comeback. That's I, could, great. I could never get around he to it. He had written
1: evidence from <laughs> yes. Burt Bacharach, one of the greatest song composers of all time. Uh, yeah. So you, it was hard to come back to I that. It was, um, absolutely. But yeah,
0: we had a wonderful kind of... Um, Sympatico Sympatico yeah. yeah Kind of Sounding board Kind of relationship How did yeah. you meet we met in the RTE canteen. God and help There's us. nothing romantic. There's nothing yeah. more. There's to nothing say. romantic about the RTE canteen. <laughs> no, let's face it. It. no matter, what, it's, it's, it's. you know, even if you'd had ten points, it wasn't going to be romantic. Never. Colum had been seconded over to Morning Ireland. It was a whole gang of people. After you know, having breakfast, I looked at him. He looked at me. He <laughs> rang me, even though he said I rang him. I didn't. He oh, we have a little
1: uh, historical record issue here. Yeah, we, we do. Yeah. yeah okay. He, wo-
0: you know, you wore blue. That that song yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, yes I know what the one the, the, uh,
0: it's, it's not Charles I uh, Yes, I remembered it well, well yeah, that's, that's yes, it yes. Uh, and then we just kind of took it from there we had all-
1: Okay, so it was a meeting uh, in, on the campus here in yeah. RT. And what struck you about him? I mean, ultimately, when you did go out date him, and what have you? What What was it about him?
0: What What you spoke about before his endless curiosity and enthusiasm you found that very for attractive. things. Yeah, I I like that. I like people who are engaged and who want to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way, I'm kind of the opposite. Pretty kind of like him, but bit more of the opposite. I would be more kind of laid back. I would have my own kind of interests and hobbies and what I would be very, very interested in. But Colm seemed to be interested in absolutely everything. (laughs) Everything. But he also, you know, believed that you should be interested in what he was interested (laughs) in. (laughs) So that was the line of least resistance. I remember going to a match. uh, I think it was like our second date and it was Shamrock Rovers playing a semi-final, FAI Cup semi-final in the pouring rain. And I thought, oh my God, mm. this is the choice. Do I have this to put is, up with this? This is commitment. <laughs> this is commitment. Yeah. So I went with it.
1: Okay. Well, and um, you you had a you had a happy life together by the, by the sounds of things. I mean, yeah. I only saw you from the outside. I knew you a little bit in mm-hmm. passing, um, and you, you 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 know things things were going you know very very well. But I suppose in some ways. Um, I had the pleasure of when he was a little boy of meeting your son, Sean. Yeah. Do you remember me? me yes, I do. You very kind of gave it, I think it was a toy cat to to my youngest, That's or right. to my oldest, as she is now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, um, he, he. I remember him, if you don't mind me bringing his name up, because mm-hmm. he, as the, to- the toy show guy, I get to meet a lot of children in, mm. in the course of my life but i remember his brightness. Yeah. And i really mean that. I'm not trying to fa- falsely remember something to help you along mm-hmm. or help this conversation along. I sincerely remember him being a very bright boy and a very kind boy and a, and a very um engaging boy and engaged yeah. Young, yeah, young, I mean, he took boy. after his
0: dad in that well, way. Well, I'd say his mother you had know? a part to play too. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to take away
1: from that either. No, but it's
0: interesting you talk about his brightness yeah. because uh, on his gravestone, it says bright shining star in Latin, which we got your old Latin teacher to translate. Miss Fitzgerald. She, Fitzgerald. Yeah. she was his, Sean's Latin teacher as well. Amazing. And he was. He was He was wonderful.
1: Yeah. Really lovely. He, he um, People will, will uh, who don't know your story, will immediately say, did she just say gravestone? Yeah. Because they won't know what happened to Sean Um, I'm not going to make you say, uh, I don't want to bring you somewhere uncomfortable other than to say, uh, to ask you what happened to him. Yeah. Um, If that's okay with you, Una, take Mm -hmm. your time. I'll be brief. (laughs) And please do. And we'll all understand that. But just to put everything in context and don't be uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. When he was 17, he got uh, cancer, osteosarcoma in Mm. the right leg. Yeah. It had spread to the lungs. And after two and a half years, he died.
1: Yeah. And that is the great unimaginable and the great aberration in, in, in time. Yourself and Colm had to live with that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what Sean's, Sean's death did to you uh, as a couple or to you as, as a person. Do you mind me asking you that?
0: It, you know, it, it shattered both of us separately and together. Um, I remember after the funeral, I put my hand in Colm's hand. Yeah. Because there was a the kind of question, you know, what do we do now? The world has ended. Yeah. And um, we went home. But actually, one of the things that really um, kept us together, and it's, a, it's an odd little observation, that night Colm had a terrible cold. And I remember I said, I'll make you some Lemsip. And I was doing it in the kitchen. And I had looked after Sean for two and a half years mm-hmm. and I needed somebody else to look after Yeah.
1: And you looked after Colum. Yeah. and the Lemsip was a bridge uh, of sorts, isn't a that a strange back. thing to say? Yeah, a that. way back, you said uh, something very profound there, which was, uh, you were shattered together and Ooh. and apart. I'm trying to work my way through what that means. You, you I presume, we, you, you old, you we hand
0: both handled it separately, okay, in our own way. Colum could not deal with Sean's illness, which I understand, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of men find that very difficult to deal
1: with. How did that manifest itself?
0: Uh, he ended, he worked oh, a okay. lot. Okay, A lot, a lot, a lot. And mm. I think he felt he felt like he couldn't do anything. Powerless? Powerless. Yeah. Whereas I was running around, I was cooking to beat the band, I was feeding, showing up, I was arranging medical appointments, I was you know, uh, with chemotherapy and all that kind of thing, you had this schedule of tablets that you have to mm, give. Mm. And so I was absorbed in that and I was working in here and, and that kind of kept my brain going. Um, so we, yet I was shattered too. Uh, but it's very difficult in that situation when something is so deep to actually kind of come back together. And that took a lot of time.
1: I spent um, a lot of, pretty much all day on Saturday as having having spent some time with him on Friday evening with Barry McGuigan. Oh yeah whose daughter yes, died. Yes. And you know I spoke to Barry mm-hmm. on uh, by Zoom for on the late late show some about a year ago or, or thereabouts, and he could he could hardly okay. finish a sentence uh, yeah. and and that word you use shattered it's a great yeah. exp- expression because it's the right mm-hmm. expression not great expression it's the right expression. And on Saturday with Barry we traveled to together to Crowpatrick and then we ascended mm-hmm. and descended much of the hill together the mountain. And I got the sense from him, he's such a lovely human being, as are you, and I got the sense from him that it's never, ever, very far No, from it's never over. It's never, but it's, it's, never. All, it's just so it's close to your happened, throat or, yeah. your, or somewhere.
0: Time is a funny thing. You know, I know this happened, what, 14 years ago or whatever, um, yet it feels like yesterday at the same time. Yeah. There's that weird sense of time shifting Uh, The only thing I will say to people who have undergone this loss is that, and it's a cliche, but cliches are Um, cliches for for a reason, reason. time does help. You end up remembering the good things, the fun you had, you know. Uh, rather you, than did the you, Did you have a lot
1: of fun with Sean when he oh, was? Oh, brilliant. Was he, was he a fun son to be he around? Was, he was. great. What did he, he like to do? What was he so into? Good
0: time. Well, I tell you, when I think of sort of happiness Yeah, let's and go Sean, there for a minute, yeah. I remember we were um, one summer walking down, you know, the second lake in Glen, yeah. Glendalough, yes, down do. towards the abandoned mine. Mm-hmm. And I just remember Colm and Sean were ahead talking away, yakking away as they always did. They had a great relationship. Mm -hmm. I was strolling along behind, probably carrying the picnic and Sean was dressed in his, it was kind of like a cycling gear. It was so cool at the time. The shorts, the multicoloured top and of course, he was seven or eight. And as a boy of that age, yeah. you just want to wear the one thing every single day. Sure. I don't know what yeah. it is. So I used to have to crawl in at night, take the clothes, yeah. try and dry them and get them ready. Mm-hmm. And that to me sums up he he, it was just it was the simple times yeah. that that we enjoyed that kind of mundane family life. That was the best time.
1: I remember a friend of mine being in a bit of bother not too long ago. And I said to him. You know, your brain is a computer hard drive. Mm-hmm. Just access the good stuff. Yes. And 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 while the bad stuff is going on now, mm-hmm. you've got loads of these little files. Yeah. So just go to Glendalock, mm-hmm. play the file. Yeah. And go to that place. Yeah. Isn't that what? Isn't that what? You know, rather than 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 yeah, just stuck it, in the quicksand of un- un- unpleasantness. Absolutely.
0: It just find it's it's almost like, um, say there's you. It's almost like a scale, and and when. She, John's death happened. It was all black, yeah. but then gradually, as the years went by, there was more and more kind of light and happiness came back into it. I don't know how it happens, and I don't think there's a time. I don't think there's a schedule. I don't think people can get annoyed with other people and say, "Oh, come on, get on with it." It just it it's up to each individual person how they get through it. You
1: know, you you wrote books together with Colum, mm-hmm. and and you've been talking about. Yeah, you, and we talked about it before as well, about uh, near death experience mm. and your 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 mutual interest in mm-hmm. in that. Um and I, th- I think I get the sense that people need to know that this was not to do with Sean. No. This wasn't to do with some sort of you guys grasping mm-hmm. at spiritual Still, straws. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And you want to be I'm clear so glad about you said okay, that. Okay, because, yeah, I, because I didn't want to uh, yeah. get ahead of myself or to mm-hmm. offend you in any way. But I get the sense that this was this was a much broader uh, scenario for you. Do, do you yeah. want to talk to me about? No, well, that? Well, as
0: you said, Colm was endlessly curious. Yeah. Um, and, he, but also he his father died when he was aged eleven. I think that had a big influence on him. I don't think have, it ever yeah. he ever got over it. Yeah. And I think I was thinking about this last night. I was last night. I'd been talking to your producer Jack, and he just mm-hmm. prompted something. I think Colum was trying to find the answers. For a very, very long time, you know, what are we doing here? What happens when we die? Is there a God? Is there a heaven? What is a good life? Is, you know, are we judged? All those kind of of issues. Uh, Yes, yes. Um, And like Colm used to say, you know, we we plan for uh, a trip away, you know, two weeks in Spain. We think about it. We organise it. We get the clothes ready. Mm. We pack the. and yet for the biggest journey that we will make in our life, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about it. Death. Death. Yeah. We're, we're very good in Ireland at the ritual stuff. We're very good after death. Mm-hmm. It's the bit before that we have a real difficulty with. But like a column was, had had researched the near death experience uh, I remember him taking out an article from the uh, it was a Wexford paper, a man who had undergone a, a near death experience, um, and that was around the early nineties. Um, so, and it was John uh, didn't get ill until two thousand and four.
1: Yeah, so it was it was there. Um, do do you think Colum found some peace in his research that allowed him to accommodate death? Um, at the end. Oh, totally. Really? He totally, in a positive way? In a totally positive oh, way. Okay. He said,
0: I know where I'm going. I am know I am going to the light. And this is a very important thing because column in... This book, The Journey's, Journey's End, End yes. which he w- he w- had wanted to publish himself before he died, but he, didn't he, have the time.
1: I cut across you only to say mm-hmm. that he was meant to be sitting where you are now.
0: Exactly. We, yeah. we
1: just for listeners to know, we we uh, Jack, who you mentioned, was talking to Colin to say, "Look, we're looking forward mm-hmm. to Ryan's, looking forward to mm-hmm. you coming in to have the chats," mm-hmm. and um, you know, and and then he got too sick. Yeah. And then, if you don't mind, we'll say that now, that then he died. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that was on the Friday he was talking to Jack and he was admitted to hospital on the Monday and and that following Friday he died. That's how quickly it happened. So he wanted... that, That was the one thing that caused him any agitation... Was you have to bring the book out, and I said I would. And so, that's and I, that's what I'm doing. And
1: what a title of a book, given yeah, what happened. I, I mean, like it's just, it, you could say it's cosmic or yeah. something, but Journey's End is 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 yeah. is the book. Let me ask you about columns, Journey's End, then, just for a moment, mm-hmm. um, because it ties in with the question I was asking before I interrupted, uh, which was uh, this sense that he knew where he was going, mm-hmm. and you said he was going to the light. Um, does the light, is that a religious light or is that uh, a spiritual light or how would you describe that?
0: Um, Colm described it very well. He said the most important feature that sums up heaven is the presence of the light. It's where we want to go. Yeah. He said it is lo- love, joy, happiness like you've never known before and also complete understanding of everything, implying that it's our consciousness um, that survives after death. And he said uh, he was absolutely of the belief that death is not an end, but the beginning of something entirely new. And that our consciousness survives and creates, uh, uh, and we therefore then live on in a reality of our own making. And that it's not, if you think about, you know, we were all taught, you know, clouds in heaven. We'd be playing harps. And mm-hmm. and big Peter, beard, big beard, beards. Yeah. St. Peter at the <laughs> gate with the big book and all that. It's yes. not like that at all. Yes. You know, you have to put that out. It's, it's much more sophisticated than that. Yeah, that, that sounds, it,
1: almost feels like for children. Yeah, 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 it, yeah it is.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, it, I think it was an attempt. Like Language is not very good at explaining yes. stuff like this. I think it was people's attempt to explain yes. Uh what what happens when we die but that's that that you have to put that to one side it's it's a non physical kind of place
1: you were with colum when he, when he breathed his last mm. breath and and uh, you held his hand mm-hmm. um did you get a sense that he was a man at peace
0: yes he had he was very much into um a bit like George Harrison from the Beatles yeah. um, that you had to prepare for death and that was more to do, even though he had, he had done his list of you know my top 20 songs and picked these for my funeral mm. um, and I'm not being smart, he was always saying that you have to um, look back on your life, weigh up how you've been how, how you have lived your life and he had done that he knew where he was going and he was, I mean, it was such a privilege to be with him. It was in the Waterford hospice. I held his hand. I told him I loved him. I told him that Sean loved him, um, that he was a great dad and that he'd left a wonderful legacy. And it was kind of, again, into this, you know, tying in with the journey Journey's theme. End, yeah. It was like, you know, when you're on a flight. Yes. And... You're coming into land and it's the perfect flight. Mm-hmm. You feel the engine slowing down. Mm-hmm. And that was calm. It was the engine slowed and slowed and slowed. And then you find you're on the ground and it's just so peaceful. And he's, he just slowed and slowed and then passed away. And there was such a sense of peace when he died. It was just, it was incredible. How have you been? Okay, actually, okay, because okay. Karma said uh, just sort of about a week before he uh, he passed away, he said, "You know what? I think you will be fine." Really, and he had he had done a lot of preparation to make sure that I would be, you know, just practicalities. Um, but he said, "Yeah, he, and I, I'm doing okay." I, I kind of it's after months, thirty yeah. after thirty six years, yeah. it feels slightly as if. Your half of you is gone, or you've lost your right, out or whatever. But uh, but I know he's in a good place, and I know, as he says, you know, you your consciousness creates the reality uh, that you want. You meet the people that you want to meet, okay. and I know he'll be he he wherever he is, he's with Sean and with the people he loves. And
1: you believe that that Column and Sean are. Maybe wandering wherever it is together.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, catching up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Holding each yes. other. Yeah. If you can, do so yeah. in that, in that uh, way you talk of the consciousness. consciousness. Yeah. Um, that must give you great strength in a it day. It does, to think absolutely.
0: That. I'm, I'm glad you said strength rather than comfort. When people say, oh, that must be a great comfort, I always think that it, it kind of implies that it's a sort of a comfort blanket that you're carrying around. Yeah, like,
1: isn't that cute? Isn't that <laughs> cute? <laughs> God love you. you yeah, know, no, no one needs that in You're lives. demented
0: by grief. <laughs> <so that's, laughs> no, I
1: understand. Uh, no, but strength, strength, back to that word. It yeah. gives a
0: great strength mm. consolation. Mm. Uh, and like I've gone on this journey with Colm through all the books Um And I've understood a lot of where he was coming from. And the great thing about this book is that it's not just the near-death experience, because in the near-death experience, people come to a border or boundary and stop. This is where he tries to go beyond mm. that. And he's done that by, you know, reading the science, all the religions. The history. And I, I, that history. It, it's,
1: it's infused with the past. Oh, absolutely. And past Even and, and, going
0: back to, yeah. say, New Grange, yeah. yeah. you yeah. know, just in our own little patch of the world, how that is built on light
1: that's why and the, the importance it, of it, it. Right. And and yeah. that's why the book is, is, is you talk about how, un, how poorly prepared we are in life for death, as yeah. opposed to the rituals after which we're all great at. Yeah. Um, but this book offers some class of um, manual, uh, almost like uh, to talk about, your to use your uh, aviation theme, like a flight manual for yes, uh, for the way out. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, a route map. A route map, that's, you know. That's I think it, that's, your, yeah. that's what the, the book does. The
0: other thing, though, that you have to remember is that there is a thing called a judgment. We don't get away scot-free, mm-hmm. and it's not like St. Peter at the pearly gates. Um, we do have to kind of... Rec- deal with the, a reckoning, as it were, okay. and a judgment. Sometimes this happens uh, in the presence of the superior being or God, but more often we do it ourselves. And if this review happens very quickly, we go through our whole life. And I thought, OK, I, I judge myself. That's fine. I'll give myself a pass. I'll go straight to heaven. Mm. But actually, it's more complicated than that. Colin says, you judge what you've done through the eyes of other people mm. and the impact that you have had on other people. And he says, very important that you do that review before you die, um, because otherwise you can have, you, you might have to end up, uh, you know, doing a f- fairly, like there was a story of a woman called Anne. Um, and she she knew she she hadn't been that bad, but she hadn't been that good. It was to do relationship to do with her mother, um, and she realized that she would have to do something about that. Mm-hmm. And then she felt this wonderful sense of forgiveness came back and repaired her relationship with her mother. So we have to do that kind of work before we die.
1: I, I'm just I was looking at you t- talking. And I was completely captivated by you talking about this story, Anne. And, and I find myself going you know we've been talking about column as a communicator and as a curious person you have that skill in in spades yourself yeah. you know i mean i hope that you i'd love you to do talks and mm-hmm. to 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 visit um, I don't know, places that might want to hear mm-hmm. certainly about your books, a book tour of some sort, but it, you you do it so well. If you don't mind me saying so. Yeah,
0: oh do you know, do know s- what? I could talk on radio or on television, no problem. But in front of a r- oh, real public people, speaking public is, speaking, isn't that funny? Oh you, no. you throw in an
1: audience and your goose, are you? Yeah, absolutely. Oh come on, Luna, I can't believe it. No,
0: I mean studios are just lovely and warm yeah, and, and radio comforting. is a warm
1: it is, medium, as you know. Absolutely yeah, 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 much nicer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Claire says, um, I'm utterly captivated, there's the word, by this wonderful woman in this interview. Her understanding of love, grief and life is a lesson to us all. Another says, what a beautiful lady, Una Huygen is. You are an amazing woman to listen to. Your story is heartbreaking, but what a positive attitude, a truly beautiful lady. Una speaks, says Louise in Cork, so lovingly about Colm and Sean and eloquently about her grief of losing both. And these conversations are so useful to help us learn how to genuinely accommodate people, uh, people's grief rather than avoid the unmentionable. Yeah, Which must be so isolating. Uh, another says, uh, "What a resilient, softly spoken, beautiful lady, bearing her cross of grief and loss with such grace." My heart is breaking for her in tears. In my kitchen, Sean and Colum were so lucky to have Una in their lives, and I wish her all the best for the future. And may they rest in peace. Pat Smith getting nostalgic when he says, "When uh, Miss O'Hagan read the news, the news was the star." Mm. What a nice way of putting it.
0: Actually, that is a real compliment. That's a real
1: compliment. <laughs> yes. so you're, that's, I, we,
0: He's made my day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> After all that, it's, could you uh, tell Una a huge thank you for all the wonderful books on near-death experience and saints that were written by herself mm. and Colin. Such a comfort for people and a much needed nod to our spiritual side, said Moira McCann in Wicklow. Um, and listening to Una says, Maeve, my late mum was also a force of nature and always maintained an interest in life and never refused an invitation to an event. That's what kept her going and did not uh, go, she did not go gentle into the good night, as the poem says. And Joan says, lovely to listen to Una. I was 36 years married to my wonderful late husband too. And like Una, I often wondered about couples out to dinner without a word between them. I can relate so much to Una and what she's saying during this great interview this morning. And Laura says, I remember Una from school in Eccles Street.
0: Hey, and being in awe of uh,
1: her depth of knowledge and ability in the debating society. Well, in order to b- debate, you had to do it in front of all your peers. That's a hard one. Uh,
0: yeah, but you know, when you're a teenager, you fear nothing.
1: That's true. <laughs> uh, I love listening to Una uh, this morning. I had the pleasure of teaching their gifted son, Sean, in first year, already an independent thinker at the 13. Yeah. It's from Mary, a retired teacher. Yeah. So Actually,
0: she, uh, Colin was particularly... proud. Pric- he always said to Sean, make up your own mind.
1: Yeah. You know? Think for yourself. Think for yourself. Uh, thank you for being with us this morning. Thanks, Ray. Um, I've enjoyed it. I, I hope you have because mm. you're, you're remarkable. Um, two months after the passing of your beloved husband and he was a friend of so many people around here and uh, so many years after the passing of your beautiful son, Sean, for you to come in here to speak like this uh, so frankly and so elegantly and so eloquently and with such dignity is um, a mark of who you are. So thank you. I wish you every happiness as much as possible and in the dark days, I, I wish you every light. Thanks for having now, thank You know, Hagen. Thank you for your time.